Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hold up. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. Give him my mic up. <laughs> one, two, one, two. <laughs> Give me like you know what the hell you doing. <laughs> You know somebody just raised your mic up and down. Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, he know what he's doing. He know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. How about oh. that? That's good. That's good. Yeah, it sounds good too. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be a bad one of the heavy voices. Nah, man. That's all. You, who, I remember thinking about it. I got a homeboy back home, man. This dude. If he was talking, like you literally could hear it if he was in the bathroom. It'd be it's just, and I was like, I know I don't have the deepest voice, but it's bass there. Yeah. But when he spoke, it's like, man, bro, that's a pretty good thing you got going there. You need to use that and get some money off of that. <laughs> get some money off of it, man. What are you going to use? Use that, though. We rolling again? All right, we're going to roll right in again. I don't feel like doing no the full-out introduction. But what I will say, hmm. we got the homie Isaac Keys in here, man. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Dallas, oh yeah, man. Huh? We, we, we brought Dallas to LA. I know. I feel like I'm in Dallas with y'all. You though. do. So I, I like Dallas, man. man. Yeah. Hey, look at mm-hmm. here. So, I, you know, first of all, I'll let you tell the people how did we find out about Isaac Keys? Because uh, you did all this work. Well, okay. So I got a referral to his PR mm. agent from Arena. Again, another Arena plug. You know Arena? I don't know Arena, mm-hmm. but the PR is Lynn Jeter. Yes. The fabulous Lynn Jeter. Mm-hmm. Been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, so that's how I connected. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to say thanks for coming on the show, man. You didn't have to do it. I know you're busy. I know you're doing your thing. You're acting and all of this. I, mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, I'm hoping by the end of the podcast, I know where, I, I hope I know. It got to be a movie. What, I know where I saw him. You been in some black movies? Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. I'm getting caught up in that. No, I'm just playing. Wow. We're caught up in all that blackness, I, man. No, no. I support my black movies, but I love I, the black movies. I remember you from a, a reality show. Mm, there you go. Take a it on back show. then. Yeah, Omarosa. Yeah, yeah. What was that? The merger or something? Yeah, and at the time it had another name attached to it. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was that guy. Yeah. It, it was the Donald mm-hmm. Trump. The Apprentice, right? Ultimate Merger. Huh? Was no, it? the oh, Ultimate Merger. Oh, the Ultimate Merger. Yeah, yeah. no, not the Apprentice, but they had the Bachelorette 
see, this is the first time they took minorities and put them on a mm-hmm. um, a dating show in a sense. Yeah. That was like, you know, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, mm-hmm. and then used uh, African-American woman as The Bachelorette. So basically what happened is Omarosa came into the play and, and put her, they put her in the forefront and, you know, her mm-hmm. her buddy was Donald Trump at the time. Yeah. TV One's looking for content. Yeah. Like TV One. Like, Clearly. Hey, I'm going to jump on this now. This is, 2000, this is 2009 mm-hmm. when we filmed it. It aired in 2010. They did two seasons. They yeah. did another season. That's with uh, Qatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sex scene. So, you know, when we went into that reality show, we didn't know who the Bachelorette was going to be. Oh, okay. We actually auditioned for and they did all these things and they picked 11 guys and, uh, Albie Shore being one of them at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. He was? Yeah. Yes. That's when I met Big Bro now. Man. Al, that's my guy now. He's like a swimsuit model now. He lost so much, he lost so much weight now man, on that vegan thing. Got a good one minute life and he's still crooning. That, that's my boy, man. Hey, he took good care of me. became great friends, man. Um, yeah, but I mean, we didn't know who the bachelor was going to be, so it was interesting. So they just had us all posted up in Trump Towers in Vegas and then Amrosa came walking in. Mm. And... You know, I'm fresh out of football and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in my life. I was like, game on. Let's just let's see make, what happens. Make yeah. it happen. That's what? where I remember you from. And then also, because I do love my black movies, he was in Beyond the Lights. I was, yeah. What was Beyond the Lights about? I've heard about that one. That's Beyond the yeah, Lights. You, we, you watched that. You, I actually made I'm just you watch saying, that I think I've me. seen that. You still watching Friends reruns or something. <laughs> no, I'm not watching no Friends. Oh, okay. just, I'm Martin, man. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> and that was a test. That was a test to see where you at. Look at your life. <laughs> so what was your experience like? I know a lot of people, especially back home in Texas, we right. talk about HBCUs sure. and we talk about the difference of like, uh, I guess your experience uh-huh. there. What was your experience like being or going and attending an HBCU? Um, yeah, HBCUs. <laughs> wow. What I love about this is that my father he introduced. I mean, well, my father introduced to my sister first. Um, you know, because she was a little older than me. So we took a trip down there and we saw the Atlanta University Center at the time. She's three years older than me at the time, so it was a little different. You know, but it, it opened my eyes. Then she took me to a Grambling before I graduated. And I yeah. was like, okay. I didn't go to HBCU. I seen, you know, all the fraternities on, on the yard. And the I was bands. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So I actually ended up at Morehouse. My father introduced Morehouse to me. I was like, no, I'm not going to no all-male school. Yeah. That is not college for me. No. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I actually went to another college, the University of North Alabama, my first year, and I wanted to play football. They were doing well in football. And I, I say all this to gear me to why I went to HBCU after that. Went to North Alabama. It didn't feel like college to me. It felt like a high school. I went to a big high school. I just felt like, this is not college. It's not yeah. the experience I wanted. Um, at the time, I, so I started applying back to other colleges. I ended up in Morehouse. Um, still wanted to play football. But when I got there, I mean, Morehouse was, I, mean, I, I didn't realize Spelman's right across the street. Then Clark's over mm-hmm. there. Like, this is a, yeah. they, Worked you, out you merge this all together. And it's like, you got one big historically black college. You do. And that's what it is. So my experience there was one of, of uplifting, being around cultures mm-hmm. and everybody motivating to do the same thing to, you know, develop themselves and get better. Yeah. The other part of it was dealing with adversity and learning how to deal with that. Not yeah. having registration going the way you want to, yeah. to making it to the front of the line. And they said, baby, you were supposed to be in that other line mm-hmm. over there. And I just stayed in this line for two hours. <laughs> you know, and then networking. I knew that lady liked Coca-Cola. Yeah. So next time I, I brought a Coke, Coke. Coca-Cola mm-hmm. to her. So now she's my Morehouse mother to this day. Yeah. So it's like you learn how to deal with adversity and network um, to be able to just get what you need to go and get what you need to be done mm-hmm. throughout the four years. So you played in the NFL, mm-hmm. played for the Vikings, played for the Cardinals, played for the Packers. What was the most exciting time for you in the NFL, and how was it transitioning out of the NFL into acting? Okay, uh, the most exciting time was the first time I ran out on the football field for the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Grand Island Morehouse College, we got one side of the stadium. We you may, do. we may have, <laughs> we, I may, saw it. we may have five hundred people, people. there too. <laughs> Homecoming, oh, we packed. Yeah, both sides. You know what I mean? But yeah. regular season game, just the girls in Spelman be like, I ain't know y'all had a game yeah. today. What time is it? One o'clock. That's too early. Yeah. Oh, hold on, girl. Ain't no thing. Come on, we need some fans. You know, yeah. so I didn't. You know, I didn't. I never played in you know in bigger stadiums in that sense. So the first time I got picked up with the Vikings, we played in San Antonio for a preseason game, and we played the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. We literally, when I ran out in the field, I'm jogging off the team, and then all of a sudden my jog turned into a slow walk. Whereas I turn around, I look around the stadium, like, oh, shit. was it exciting? <laughs> it was, it was fulfilling, but it was just like, wow, uh, yeah. And I honestly said to myself, dreams really do come true. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be there out of Morehouse. Yeah. You know, like not, no, not, not yeah. me. People make it out of it. We can count on a hand. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So making it as a free agent, being out there, and then playing in front of those people, it, it was the, that was the best experience. At the beginning, making it to NFL. Yeah. Um, and you said the second part was transition to acting. I actually transitioned to acting because I didn't know what the hell I was getting ready to do. I, like, I, football just kind of dissipated from me. And that's years. what I was about to say. How yeah. did you know it was over? Because, I, like I was telling you before the podcast started, I, you know, playing in high school, messing it up for myself in college, sure. and then watching people like Nathan Vasher and Brandon Jones get drafted and, mm-hmm. and recruited, and it's like, I literally went through a state of depression because if you love football like the way most men love it when you played the game, yep. you really, like you said, you don't know what to do after that. Yes, and at that time, we didn't know what depression was. Yeah. Like, nobody knew what depression was. That's all. why mental illness and mental health is so important now because exactly. we're starting to bring light to it but at that time it was big going into the NFL we're starting to recognize it's like hey when guys finish this game that they've been playing since seven years old and now they don't have it anymore it sets them back it does they don't know what, the, what they're getting ready to do with their life anymore now yeah. and I felt that and didn't know it you know it's like yeah. okay I, what's next and you think you're planning for it at the time but it's like you still miss that 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 that's that getting up that the structure and it's just like sometimes leaving college, you know, people leave college, like you missed that structure. I know I had class, yeah. I know I had this, I know I had that. Then when exactly. you don't have it no more, it kind of leaves you lost. I just, I was doing some things at the end. I did a couple of things in front of the camera. The person told me, hey, you seem comfortable in front of the camera. I was like, what do you mean? I thought everybody was. It's like, yeah. no, people really nah. aren't. They're freezing in front of the camera. So from that point on, I, it, was a, it was a fire kind of lit up underneath me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well maybe I need to take acting classes, maybe do this, but I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. There's no acting going on in Phoenix, Arizona. At least not in front of the screen. There's a yeah. lot of actors out there. Yeah, but hey. in life, but there ain't no acting demographic out there. I was looking at theaters and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, nah, there ain't no theaters out there. It's just heat, just a lot of sun. <laughs> and uh, so I just eventually, man, I started making way. To, actually, the ultimate merger was the one that pulled me. Uh, kind of to LA and started making that adventure to LA. What is it like? Because I know before the podcast we were talking about the uh, the ultimate merger mm-hmm. with Amorosa and and you being a part of that cast. Mm-hmm. Your first audition, what was that like? Because I mean, was it like you see in the movies where you walk in a room, it's three or four white folks sitting on another side of a table, and you you know trying to figure <laughs> okay. it out? So the ultimate merger audition was easy because that was just me being myself, asking some questions. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, okay, like what would you do in this situation? <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, I do that being myself, and I really didn't want to do it. I was yeah. like, reality TV at that time was kind of frowned mm-hmm. upon you can't transfer to an actor if you did reality exactly. TV so I was like but my publisher at the time was like hey Ike this is the first time that people be able to see your personality and see you without a helmet and things like that so just, just try it Yeah. so I didn't care if I got chose from that but after the ultimate merger, you know, I was, you know, I was networking with the TV one folks. I was like, okay, what y'all got next? Like, what's in the pot? What's coming up? They had that show coming out I think it was with um, what's my girl name um, from Fresh Prince the, uh, the the sister the brown skin one. Oh, uh, to Tashina Arnold? No, Tatiana Ali I talked yeah, to you on the wrong Anthony, show. Anthony, oh, Tashina. Oh, oh, yeah. Keep thinking no, about. Anthony, I'm not going to ask you any more questions. You're still, you're still on Martin right now. Everything so is not sorry. about Martin. There's another show I called should, Fresh Prince. I should have just said Ashley, Martin. man. 
So <laughs> they started to show her on TV one and they was like, they got me an audition. I was like, okay, I'm ready for yeah. this. I just did reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for this. I came off of acting class and was learning about my senses. You know, yeah. you're laughing, I'm laughing. <laughs> Substitution, you know, using all this. I did the, the class, Tasha Smith's class that everybody, every black yeah. actor does mm-hmm. when they come to LA. And you have to do it. Yeah. That's the one that's gonna be your therapy. Yeah. So I go into an audition room, it's like for, you know, a heartthrob, love interest. So I go and I have my suit on because that's what a love interest wears. In my mind, <laughs> they wear a suit. <laughs> they can be taken seriously. So I have my suit on, I'm going there, and I'm waiting in the hallway. Nervous, man. I'm like, I'm running, running my lines. I'm like, so when I see you, you look at me. No, 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 say it, don't say it that way, don't say it that way. Say it, say it, say it like, so when I see you, okay, now that made good, but okay. So they call, you cool, you're nervous, but then when they call your name, whoop, your heart, do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. you're like, oh, it's time. Were you more nervous than when you played ball? Um, it was a diff. It was nervous because I'm nervous when I play ball. But after that first hit, you you zone you good, out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ain't nobody hitting you before you go in the audition room. Nah. I tried to smack myself. It didn't work. Yeah, it's your own mind. I went to the audition room, man. I was, oh, I was terrible. I know they was looking at me like, what? <laughs> I can't believe a thing I said. They was just okay. Thank you. That was great. I love you. <laughs> no, yeah, I live by the room like <laughs> you know it's that. <laughs> and then I called. I called the lady who I knew. Uh, from TV One, she's like, um, "Yeah, well, they just said you were just green, you know. Just keep working on yeah. it. You're just green." And I knew that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But it was a, a eye opener. It's like, okay, it's a lot of respect for this game of yeah. acting because the hardest part is the audition process. So I mean, I just learned from it. And I just added, and now, you know, you audition, man. You just leave it in the room, and then you be done with it. They yeah. call you, they call you. You just have to learn. It's a process. Yeah. What yeah. do you do, like, so so now? What do you want to do? Do you want to do acting long term or? What is it else, what like and if you do acting long term, do you want to do more movies or would you like to be like on a sitcom or a TV show? Um, you seem like you got a little laughter in your belly, man. Man, I do, I do, but I'm, <laughs> but they always got me playing these goon roles. I'm yeah. like, I'm the muscle coming in here. Yeah. Like, take that. Hey, man, I said freeze. You know, it's like, and I really gonna be like, hey man, you better freeze. <laughs> but I gotta tell, I'm gonna take what I you know I yeah. get right now because yeah. it's just you know just you get in there and then you finagle how you need to finagle and yeah. then you get a role where somebody sees, oh, I see the other side of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's one reason why we do these interviews. That's why we do so many different things. So people can see your personality and put you out there. Yeah. So I acting is the foundation. I enjoy it. That's why I found a passion at. Mm-hmm. And it luckily acting has so many different ranges to it. So it is comedy. It is drama. You know, there are TV series. There are films that you, you know. I like to explore all those things. Um, but I also enjoy um, motivating. I enjoy coaching. So sometimes I always venture back with a program called B2G, which is a a, a football camp program we've been mm-hmm. doing it since 2003 I think it is but I started in 2006 seven. Yeah, where you know we just train kids in football we also do 7-on-7 and the big beautiful thing about that is that we've been able to travel with these teams to other places and yeah. a lot of these kids in California have never been mm-hmm. so one kid we're going getting ready to fly to Chicago he's never flown before but we're going through security he's like hey coach I'm good with these. He had two half gallons of Pedialyte. Oh, man. He walked through the security thing. My boy had never flew before. My my mama said, I need to take these so I I don't crap up. I was like, yeah, my man, they never flew nowhere before. Mm -hmm. I said, well, drink as much as you can, and we're going to throw the rest of this blue trash can over here. (laughs) How old was this guy? He's in high school. He was a junior junior Mm -hmm. high school. Pedialyte? Yeah. Pedialyte, yeah, man. So you don't cramp. 
Even I know that, I, I and I don't know, know nothing about no. F- I never, oh got, God. I never got, I never got hurt of anything playing football. The one time I did get hurt playing football was like years later playing flag, and I uh, pulled my hamstring. And oh I used to think God. pulling a hamstring was a joke. No, I remember when serious. I used to watch dudes, and I'm like, your hamstring, bro, you can't run the ball. Right, right. Until I pulled my hamstring, I was limping for a month. You like Captain America, so <laughs> you never got hurt or hurt a Peter like. <laughs> Hey, Peter Light to bring you back. It's good. For, yeah, I'm not, I'm not for doing Peter Light commercial. We'll talk about it later. That's why I was like, so, what? Yeah, we'll yeah. tell you later. But um, so <laughs> I like being able to do things and work with kids, mentorships yeah. or whatever, especially with teenagers because they, they the, it's crunch time. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And a lot of times they, they mislead. You you just be amazed about how many kids just don't know certain things, especially with the different resources they have now. Of course. Mm-hmm. You got University of YouTube. You know what I mean? Yes. So you have that. You have all these things they can just research, but kids still don't, don't do know. it. They don't know. So, you know, I just try to mentor and guide them where I can. You know, that's the passion outside of acting, but acting is the the forefront. So I know we talked a little bit about the stuff that you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. What is your most recent project? Um, The most recent project, what Get Shorty, season two, just finished airing on Epics. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean... It's, it was it was great doing the show. Hopefully we'll get a season three. Yeah. Um. You have some amazing cast on from Ray Romano to Crystal Dow to Lydia Porto to um, Goya Robles and you know it, and, and myself. And it's just based on crime, some drama, but also a lot of comedy and especially. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just really one of the shows that people when they watch, they really get attached yeah. to it. The Get uh, Shorty was. That was a, wasn't that a movie it was too? A movie in 1995. Okay. That was with Dane Levito. Good job. Yeah, see, now you're coming on. You just because. warm up. You're just warming up. <laughs> you just warming up. I got to pay you back for earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a tag team with it. <laughs> you know, um, the next project is The Oath. Um, sorry about The okay. Oath. Um, the Oath is streaming on Crackle. Crackle, yeah, I saw yeah, that one. Yeah, so the first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one. <laughs> got to point him out. Hey, point him out. Yeah, 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 hold, on, hold on, I saw that one. I'm trying to get back in the game, yeah, man. man. We're going to let you in. <laughs> so the oath is a police drama, uh, high energy, yeah. um, very high energy. Corey Hardwick joins me on that show, um, as well as uh, Ryan Blackton from True Blood, and um, it's just a high energy police drama where the police are in tune with the the, the street gangs and mm-hmm. how they trying to do their own thing, play the one side part of being the police officer, the other part being part of the street gangs. Yeah. So um, we did season one of that. That's already streaming, so you can binge watch that on Cracker. We finished season two. Shout out to Puerto Rico where we shot it at. Um, love that place and so that should be coming out probably in the top of the next year sometime cool. so I see you got a ring on your finger man uh oh yeah mm-hmm. you wanna do that. You, did you say you wanted to get back in yeah like meaning that you was gonna get back in the game but now you wanna point out <laughs> point out rings and stuff. I'm, glad, I'm glad I love my wife and my relationship I'm glad I do I'm at, so the reason I, I was gonna talk about <laughs> that is because last time a man be like hey man so I see you got a ring on I your see you got a ring on your finger <laughs> The reason I'm asking, though, because I'm in that phase, and I talked to the last two women in here. I'm in a phase to where I talk to a lot of guys all the time uh-huh. about, you know, the next level, you know, marriage after dating, whatever the yeah. case may be, and how easy it is for guys not to get married because, not to be funny, black men are probably, I feel like, are at the top of the totem pole. Seems mm-hmm. like every woman wants them, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't have to be married if you don't want to. No. So what? what is one of those things that, what made you want to get married and... I guess what keeps you, you know, right. staying married. Because like I say, you don't have to, man. Yeah. And well, in a situation where you don't have to, mm-hmm. why so, would you? So it's really about you first. A little bit, yeah. I, yeah, it's about okay. me. Okay, no. I need some help, man. <laughs> I, I, no, we all do. And it's a, it's a support group. Once yeah. you get married, you still got to have a support. You still got to have, have one, man. a support man. group. Um, I think what inspired me to get married is I come from a family. My parents have been married 47 years. Um, my wife's parents have been married 45 years. 
Um, so I think that's where it started off, at least for me. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I've been single for the majority of my life. Like, I've never been, I never was in, like, really long-term relationships. Yeah. If I, you know, it was a relationship, we talked, I probably, I look back on it, it's like, a lot of times my relationships were long distance. Yeah. Just so I didn't have to deal with the everyday with the, yeah. thing of it. Um, and then as time, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I've experienced a lot more. It really takes takes time to experience to the point where it's like, you know what? A lot of these things are just redundant. Yeah. It's the same thing. No matter how I look at it, it's still the same thing. Yeah. You know, even I go to Atlanta, I go to the club, and whew, it's a lot of beautiful women yes, in Atlanta and a lot of these places. But when it comes down to the, the point, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I found someone who loves me more than I love myself. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Cause I love Very myself. Hard, yeah. You know what I mean? But with that being said, you know, it's just, she, and she's good with my family. She's good. It was, it was the whole package. But that 80 20 rule is real. Yeah, my it's mom been preaching that to me. She's been preaching it to right. me. But it, it, dep- what, it depends on what is the 20 that's being left off the table, mm. too. And you ain't going to find that out until after you marry. <laughs> that's the dangerous part. That's why he not no. doing it. And hey, you know what? I can admit it's going to it's gonna be a time where you're going to have to decide. And don't rush it. And even when you do it, you're yeah. still going to be like, dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it ain't easy. I'm sure it's Because, see, for me, too, like you said, and I know you can relate to this, being single most of your life mm-hmm. Living on your own Living the way you want to live Living how you want to live I know for me I still like coming home to my place And yep. turning on the TV And having a beer Or yep. smoking or whatever And just not having to worry about anything It gets harder as you get older Because yeah. you're more set in your ways you, so Exactly now, now the communication part is key Like now you go to the table Now it's more of a business thing To me Yeah Because now you go to the table like These are my flaws This is what I like And this is what I want And what I want in a relationship she slides that same paper over to you. Now, this is easier said than done, but this is what I feel should happen. Should happen. Because when you get older, you are stuck in some ways, but I need to let you know what's going on with me. Yeah. You need to let me know what's going on with you. The communication is everything. Yeah. Don't be doing, you know, a lot of times we, we act a certain way because something else is bothering them, but we take it out on somebody else exactly. and they don't know what's going on, so they don't know how to deal with it. Because we're not communicating Because we're not communicating. And then you can't be afraid to communicate but have a hard conversations. Yeah. Especially for somebody that you trust and love until eventually you get to that and sometimes that's what builds the trust. Yeah. I shared something with you that, you know, I didn't know if you was going to be able to take it that's well. So now true. I get to see. But communication totally is the key. It, it, it connects everything. The finance, the intimacy, everything that goes along with it. So what if the 20% was a lack of sex or not being on the same page sexually? Could you deal with that being your 20% of 80% is everything else is am good? I, am I married already or am I just in a relationship? Let's go with a relationship first. Okay. In a relationship, depending where we are in a relationship, I would address it. But I always take mental notes first. Yeah. And I try to see. Then I would address it. And I'll see if there was a want or a will to change. If there was a want or will to change, then we'll keep on we'll keep on rocking. Okay. If there's something where she just bypasses and pushes to the side, then I'm like, okay, well maybe she's not necessarily the one for me. Now if you're married. Now if I'm married, it's like, are we gonna address it? And now I'm going to have to sit there and, you know, and I'm going to look and see how she responds to it. But I now know it's a journey. Yeah. So even if right now she ain't in that phase where she just ain't feeling that, that sexual thing, then you need to talk to me and tell me what I need to do to help you. Because I feel like now, as I know, like you evolve. Yeah. You have that crazy wild sex at the beginning and all that love at the beginning. That's the thing. But as yeah. you get as you get the same person, you've been with them for a while. Yeah. So the same thing that turned you on from the beginning is not going to turn, turn you on anymore. You need to change it. You know. So now it's having that hard conversation. Like, baby, I need you to put that that red negligee on. Mm-hmm. The red. I'm feeling red right now. Or she need to tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And I ain't gonna tell you what that is, but yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> but she tell me something I got to do in the privacy of my own. Yeah. Then you know we got to work that thing out because yeah. now it ain't about just you. 
It's yeah. you and the other person, and, and you ain't gonna like a lot of the stuff. You just gonna nah. compromise and deal with it and roll with it. And that's what I I try to figure that out now, at thirty six, like. Cause I know I'm already set in my ways, and mm-hmm. it's not gonna get any better, mm-hmm. you know. But for me, I think I just have a fear of failure in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And do you have kids? No. We so pra- we still practice. Still practicing. Yeah. Practicing is good. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. You know. So I, I just feel like I don't want to. Like you said, I'm I'm still selfish with myself, and I know that. Mm-hmm. So with me knowing that, it's kind of like, all right, you ain't ready yet. But then people mm-hmm. will tell you, oh, you ain't met the right woman yet. And sometimes that ain't the situation. Sometimes it's truly just you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that ain't what you want, bro. I think you got to rock with what's comfortable with you for right now. Yeah. You know I mean, because when something does come around, everything becomes negotiable. What was right. dating like in the NFL, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the last that, day that, it all. Yeah, I feel say that. Thanks for answering hey, my question. All right, look, like, you know, dating. That's a date. I never like to use the term dating, yeah. actually, because I felt it made things too formal. It did. It does. It you does. Know what I'm so I, I, I just, you know, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's an answer. Yeah. Because I know everything you're saying. You do. That's an answer. It's, it's, I, I get it. That's it, one thing where men have that. ESP. Okay, yeah. I and, get it. And I want people, they didn't have First of all, it's, 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 it didn't have to be NFL. When you're a young man and you're making money. Money, yeah. And you feel like you're accomplishing your goals, it puts you, you move different. Yeah. It's like the song is saying, when you got money in your pocket, you, you move different. Yeah, you do. You move different because you feel productive. And that's one reason, going back to the relationship thing, why some guys don't get in a relationship because they don't feel as though they're where they want to be right now to take on another responsibility. I've been there. Exactly. So when you're in that spot and you're young, women you're don't really, really care about that though. They, if, they want, if they want you, they want you. They're like, I don't care. And you, can tell, and you can say, hey, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I just yeah. want a friend right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hit it twice. That third three, time, oh, they want that's you. That's real. That's real. That three. Hey, me and my boys just talk about that you, like you, back in the day. You get one or two strokes times. in. That third oh, time, that's for both of you. The, that, emotion, that, the emotions are starting to be exchanged. It's at that all. Point. It's all. Mm-hmm. It's all. Uh, yeah, you no, you're fine. It's all. It's all the same. Well, my mom always used to tell me, "You out here with these girls? It's all the same." I'm like, no, pussy's not all the same. Yeah. It's definitely not. A, no, we no. Say, we can say pussy. Okay. Yeah. Fuck okay. shit, bitch. Pussy. Whatever you <laughs> yes. want to say. I love them type of shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> so expressive. <laughs> yes. It's no. It's not the same. Because even now, you look at it, it's like, I mean, you look at as in a relationship, guys. That goes to another topic. But but you know, saying men have been been have been conditioned to be very physical creatures. Yeah. So at times, they can do something physical, but still have the love and everything for the home front. But it's just hard to explain that. Boy, man, you and see, you that. don't have to explain it because I get it. Man, most men, men get it, but the problem is women, women don't get, don't it. get and then, it. And and then at the same time, you don't want your woman going out there doing the same you thing. Don't. So it's a double standard. So it's just an emotional thing that's hard to explain or people to deal with. But if yeah. you find somebody who does, then y'all roll with it. I, I saw I, I saw this African, it was a commercial, like a TV commercial or a TV show in Africa. And it was an African woman explaining this, and I'm a paraphrasing it. She was like, so many women want men to just be with one woman. She was like, but women ovulate once a month. Mm-hmm. She was like, men, it's somewhat like they ovulate every day. Mm-hmm. That's why they're always wanting it. Every- like for me, I could have some kind of form of sex daily. Mm-hmm. If it ain't full sex, blow job, hand job, whatever. It's a lot of things to do when it comes to sex. sex. And I think with men, we know that. And sometimes we expect that. Mm-hmm. And then with women, it's kind of like, I ain't feeling that. Or we don't, even with men being busy, most men, it doesn't matter how busy we are, we'll make time for sex. Mm-hmm. And it's women like that that feel the same way too. I think it just depends on the person. Yeah. And then at that point, it's having that, either that conversation or relationship because a lot of times we've also been conditioned that relationship is supposed to be me and you. 
and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what you take a vow for, whether a relationship or marriage. Yeah. And if you have step outside of that, then now you cheated. But at the same time, if you have that type of relationship with your spouse or whatever, whatever rules you all set, yeah. you got to make your relationship your relationship. True. And, you know, that's you know that's to each his own. What are your thoughts on open relationships? Um, I, if, they, if they rock with that and they cool with it, then so be it. Like I said, it yeah. make their relationship the way they need to make it for them to be able to thrive and to flourish. Because I feel like a relationship is about taking on a partner and us trying to win our own personal championship. Yeah. It's like you know how can we how can we build together? That's a good way to put it though. It is. How can we build together, me and you? Because we we sign on. Because I'm not gonna like you every day. Yeah. You're not gonna like me every day. No, no. But how that can sounds we... very familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, what you, what the, no, I'm saying. just saying. He said, no. Said, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just. I said that because we've had conversations before, and I said something similar, and you were kind of you had a different response. But when he said it, I guess he put a little extra sauce on it, and so. he was like, drip. "Yeah, he mm-hmm. was like, uh, hey, Gilbert, did the art go off in there? I think it did. I think the conversation got everybody. <laughs> on. I was like, I gotta start sweating in this motherfucker. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I yes, yes. I'm sure I don't know why he did. I don't know why he didn't relate to it when you said it. I don't. Canada. Look at changing the subject now. Like Edmonton Eskimos. What was it like playing in the CFL? Edmonton man? Eskimos, man, yeah. <laughs> that was so random. Yeah, so, because uh, first of all, I, yeah, I was messing with you, and then I realized, I was like, I didn't even ask him about that. Um, well, Canada is different. I mean, I mean, it's, it's nice up there, but Edmonton at the time I went up there, I, I was at a different place in my life. Yeah. I wanted to be in the NFL. The phone had stopped ringing. And Edmonton was calling me all the time. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to go, go out there. So yeah. I, wanna, I feel like I got another year or so yeah. in the NFL, but they weren't hearing it. It's like I needed to still, the bills were still coming. So yeah. I wanted to play football. So I went up there. Um, it's just a different type of football. I went from playing, I played in college, went to linebacker in the NFL. Then up there, how their defense is set up, yeah. my statue would be an end again, which I was comfortable going out. But they're yard off the ball, it's different rules. I'm learning on the run because I went up there halfway through the season. Yeah. But, you know, luckily I ended up starting as soon as I got there. I didn't know the rules was different like that. No, they're different. It's three downs. It's three downs. You know, you can catch the field goal, run it back, and it's like. And I know they got the field goal, like, right at the front of the end zone. I still don't know the rules. And I was up there playing. I was learning on the run. Chad just. I'm just going to tackle him. I don't know what you. I don't know all this other stuff. I don't know that, man. I'm just going to tackle who got the ball. And uh, but Edmonton was a cool city. It was a different experience for me. But I was a different. I was at a, a rough place in life at the time. So yeah. it was just like you know, I was taking it all in. And just the transition. I was starting the transitional period. Yeah. You know that you was going through. We talked about earlier. I don't think people really understand how difficult football is to play. You know, you're here. You. I hate when I hear people, especially women, be like that's a kids game. It is a kids game. Mm-hmm. But a grown man playing. A grown man playing, <laughs> and the playbooks are as thick as some of the books that they read. Yeah. And I didn't understand that until I started playing. Because, like, I didn't even start playing until, like, my junior in high school. Sure. I was raised in a religious household where they just felt like everything was the devil. Yeah. So I didn't even get to play. I had to forge my, you know, signature and everything to play. But when I learned, I was like, <laughs> you got to learn all these plays and you got to do this and do yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I, I always, because I didn't go past high school with playing, but I look at the guys who do and people like yourself, and I commend you because it's difficult to do. And it's difficult. I don't think people understand either with that being a dream job of yours. Like you said, to go to Morehouse, nobody's really checking for football mm-hmm. at Morehouse. But you did. You you played. You got past that, got to the NFL. And I tell people all the time, even if people like a RG3 or a Ryan Leaf, some people who they say is a bust, I don't look at them as a bust mm-hmm. because I don't under, I don't think people understand how hard it is and the road that it takes to get to that point, to even step on the field. Sure. I've never I ain't even been to an NFL game before. Really? Nah. 
I put you, take you with my kids from the, from the B2G. You flown before, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put you on the bus. Just bring gonna, me some PD. When like. I take them to the game, I'm going to put you on the bus with them because you need to go to a football game. No, I man. never went, man. I, I never went, but I, the time, like, only thing I've ever done was when I was in college doing uh, the whole uh, broadcasting thing, they took us to Cowboy Stadium. Mm-hmm. And, like, just being in there, on the field, standing in the middle, I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." So I, I can only imagine going out there and there's fifteen, twenty thousand people in the stand. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, running out there and just getting that energy mm-hmm. and that feeling from it. So, what did you have any? Did you go through any kind of depression or down days when you decided to get football up and move to that next transition, uh, or was it easy to address that to be able to move on? No, I, I went through the phase. I just didn't know what I was going through at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of things. It was, you know, the football being taken from me, some business things that I had going on at the time, um, just falling flat. It was just, it was a f- sense of being sort of ashamed, mm-hmm. um, also embarrassed at the time because it was like a sort of a rock bottom. Um, I wasn't one of the players that came in and got drafted and got all this money up in front. I came in as a free agent, yeah. let alone come as a free agent being late. I was yeah. late, came like during the first minicamp. I didn't go through the draft, so... You know, over the years, there's always a fight to make the team, get on the team, practice squad, active roster. So yeah. you make a little money, you'll be in this situation, but at the same time, you're still not getting the dream completely full like you wanted to yeah. be. And you, and it's like it's like being with a whole group of people, you know, you fighting, you fighting, fighting. Like, I'd be at practice going so hard, they'd be like, hey, man, chill out. I was like, man, I'm not eating like you eating right yeah. now. Like, I know you making uh, $15 million this year. I'm making seventy on the yeah. practice squad, yeah. seventy thousand, yeah. and you making fifteen million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can't do the same things you're doing. I can't half ass, but I'm it still in the same house that you in, on in the same field that you on. Exactly. You know, so I don't know. I just always, I was always been an underdog, so I always know how to continue to fight, continue to fight. But it is a point where you just feel like, damn, I'm up here fighting, I'm still not getting where I want to be at. And you know, that gets tiring after a while. Yeah. But it's time. It's okay to sit down and take a rest for a second. But then you got to get back on your horse and just start fighting again. And figure it out. And, and you, you know, know what? I, you can ask. You, our teachers can attest to this. When I researched you, I said, I don't know what Dude. I'm going to get. I, I said, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Isaac, man. I, you know, I, those, those are always the interviews that turn out to be the best. They are, because I told her, I was like, I don't I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of my... When I was looking through your pictures, I saw this nigga laying around with his shirt off. Yeah, you saw that you new one. <laughs> hey, that, that new one. You saw that wood floor. And no, said, they, ain't, they ain't even me like that, man. I'm, I'm trying to... No, I know with the act today, but I, when I saw it, I was like, what am, I was like, how am I going to... And then I told her, I said, you know what, I'm going I'm, to I'm just talk to him a little bit before the interview start. Uh-huh. I'll get his energy. I'll feel his vibe. And I actually felt your vibe when you mm-hmm. walked in here. Yeah, man. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing, having an impression. You know what I mean? But let it be authentic. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just glad to be. I mean, I, I get excited about being able to share a story because I feel like the story can help people. Yeah. Um, I know where I came from. It's like I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I just feel like the, the trial and tribulations everybody's going through. If you can relate them to other people's trial and tribulations, then it helps you in something. Because sometimes just one little word that's going to help you get through the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just that's like, true. you know, hey, wait, good morning. It's always a great, <laughs> it's a great word. To good, tell morning. Good, morning good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning You know how it's, because I mean, people wake up, man, yeah. you don't think about it, man. You put your feet on, on the ground. That's a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, you ever, would you ever do a Tyler Perry movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes, I would. You no, de- you, you are definitely an actor, man. No, 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 for real. No, I play around the studio a lot like that. Yeah, I mean Tyler Perry. You know, there was. Yes, I would do a Tyler Perry movie. And then you know, I think as an actor, it's always finding the, you know the movie that that you feel. 
It would give not, him a lot of flack, but he's put a lot of people on. He's put a lot of people on. He's done yeah. a lot of things for the, for just yes. the industry in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He brought people had to pay attention to Tyler Perry, yes. and they continue to pay attention to him. I mean, the things he has done has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, nobody else has done it. No. You can't say that anybody else. What black owned studio? You no. know, I don't yeah, know. Come on, man, and then put all those have all those series. And I'm talking about a zillion episodes <laughs> of a series. It is. He still got stuff in the archive, but he's like, "What y'all say? Y'all need what over there at TBS?" I just Hold can't. On. I just can't do. I can't do Medea. You can't do Medea. I think that's about the only one I can do. And then mm-hmm. what was the show? The House of Pains. Uh-huh. That, that used was to, a great show though. Until, until it went to own. Yeah. Own it changed the game. You tried to set me up, don't ask me to do a Tyler Perry. I'm just asking what you, you trying do? to cut off some of my opportunities out here. No, no, no. Yes, no. I, I wanna do, get Yes, I will do I'm a try, Tyler Perry film. <laughs> <laughs> I am not at the stage in my career where I can just turn, turn down, down work <laughs> and just be like, no, that is not what I'm interested in. What 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 would be a do you have a role that you would like to play in? Because the reason I say that is because looking at you looking at you specifically, I know they probably look at you and be like we're going to make him a bodyguard, some kind of athlete, <laughs> yes. some kind of gangster. So it's like, do you ever think about, hey, I need to change the way I look to, to get this role, or I'm just going to stay me and they're going to give me what they're going to give I me? I think in this game, trying to change is not going to do it. Yeah. And it, things evolve. So as an actor, you continue to take some of the roles that you know you're being casted for at this point. Then the stars and the moon start to change a little bit. Yeah, that's when the, uh, Tiffany Haddish gets noticed. So you're talking about some constellation shit now. Yeah, I got yeah, you. See, see how I put that in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. turn, turn the lights out. Let's <laughs> see, I get these stars cracking off in here. So when the, the moon and the stars align, now what I say that because you look at somebody like um, that, you were like, oh man, she popping right now, yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Doing, you know, comedic role. I mean, just going to the comedy store and everything in L.A. working yeah. at the whole thing. And then, you know, somebody said, like it, like. I'm sure she wanted to happen 10 years ago. Of course. But it just didn't. She just got to stay at it. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing with me. Yes, I'm Teddy Rose, but it allows me still to be seen. It allows me to be here with you all doing an a interview. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, my role will come. My time will continue to grow and shine. And I get that the lead role over here and, yeah. or whatever it may be to be something different. But at the same time, the process is what's going to make me ready for it. Exactly. So just continue to go through. It's going to make me ready for that lead role because yeah. I've been through everything else. I forgot the guy who said it, but I've been telling people about this every time I heard it. It was a guy on social media. He was talking about the power of eventually. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, a lot of people struggle with the passions and the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And if things don't come into fruition in a certain time frame in which they want them, mm-hmm. they give up. He was like, but what do you do? You go back to a regular nine to five job just doing that? Or do you keep trying to live your dream and at some point, even if you don't make it to be as big as you want to, mm-hmm. at some point, somebody's going to notice that talent and they're going to give you an opportunity. And eventually it'll happen because you consistently put content out there. You put the work in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they put the work in and they be like, oh, I tried it for two years. It didn't work out. And it's like, that's it? Two years? Right. That ain't even close to 10,000 hours. Right. So, I, I mean, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Before we wrap it up, man, where can people find you at on social media? And what is what work do you have coming up next? Or like I said, what role? I'm about to put the whole mic in my mouth. You're excited, man. You're talking with your hands and everything, man. You didn't even think about the early conversation. Well, I, I, I feel like he's me. Yeah. I feel like he's me. Normally, I'm, normally I'm the one clouding people on the podcast, let me, let me and everything is happening. Let me fix the mic. Everything is happening, and now you just roasted my ass. It made you nervous. But, <laughs> but what start start over? Say it all over again. But what role? What would be your dream role if you had to be able to say, "Hey, I would love to do this," or who would you love to act? That with? wasn't the initial question. No, I know. I'm going with a new one. I don't even come back. When I hit my hand on this, it literally went. I went blank. <laughs> uh, my dream role is, um, you know, honestly, you know, when you come in the game, you look at people who you pattern yourself after or where you see on their careers. 
Will Smith is one person that I look at all yeah. around for his genres he's done from action hero to love interest to comedy, all those different things and how he's he just yeah. been himself, been able to play all these different characters, the range he's had. Um, you look at somebody from sports, Dwayne Rock Johnson, of course, yeah. you know, somebody that can lose weight, he'll gain weight, but he plays all these different roles. And, you know, you look at them, they are being themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think, it's one of the key things as an actor because you find your truth in those. So my dream role is to eventually, I love feature films, but to get a lead on a feature film or, you know, any series, get a lead on the series to the point where I'm driving the show, yeah. in a sense, and just keep on going and work with an amazing cast and just continue to do this. To touch on something when people say they give up on their passion and their careers, a lot of times they do that because they're doing it for the wrong reasons. True. We hear that all the time, but because it's just like heart. I mean, uh, football. If your heart isn't in a game of football, then you can't play it because yeah. it demands too much from you. Yeah. This game of acting demands too much from you. It's gonna demand you to go work a security guard job. Security guard job. It's gonna demand you to collect unemployment when you're not working. It's gonna demand you to work jobs that you don't want to do, but you're doing it to fund the dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's 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 that type of thing. And if you don't want that, then yes, go get a nine to five. Yeah. But accept what that nine to five is going to give you. That makes sense. Like with the Jeffrey Owens thing, working at Trader Joe's. Like uh -huh. when I saw that, I was like. I'm pretty sure he's working at Trader Joe's because if somebody calls, he can leave that job mm -hmm. and go do an acting gig. And that's the hardest thing, too, is also find a job that's flexible enough yeah. for you to work at. That's why people do security jobs and waitress jobs yeah. because or waiter jobs because it's flexible most of the time. Yeah. And you can still fund a dream. It comes a point where, depending on where you are in your life, responsibilities that you may have to give up on your dream, just like many people have done. Yeah. Acting's a great thing because you can always come back to it. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like football. Your time period go like that, and it's all right. Cicely Tyson with like ninety five still. They yeah, rolling her in the wheelchair on set. Get down there and do that little line and get and get all that little money. Yeah, and bringing her right in on set. You got any questions left? I know you got this pad. I'm just checking this pad. Quiet over there. She had been quiet no, because I knew that this was gonna be like pretty much y'all's conversation. Because it was two women before you, so they've been oh, talking it so up. They've been in here getting it. Okay. I like to hear your voice though. You got a nice voice on yeah. the radio. Too. Thank yeah. you. Oh. I appreciate that. <laughs> See how she changed it. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Nigga you. talk. I that wasn't talking. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate Oh my God. Look at uh, keep saying that. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> There you go. So where can they find you at on social media, man? man? everything is easy. It's all Isaac Keys. Isaac all Keys. social media is Isaac Keys. I-S-A-A-C-K-E-Y-S. It's that simple. I'll let me. Reach out to me. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to do this whole social media thing more. And, you know, well, but I Will Smith doing it. He doing it. He's got a production team. He do got a production yeah, team. I was on, like, man. this nigga jumping out buildings, <laughs> yeah. flying, got drones over Barcelona. Yeah. I'm like, man, anybody it, got time for that? It's hard for me because I come from the area where I don't want nobody to know where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your mama closed the blinds when it's dark outside. Yeah. Closed the blinds. People ain't looking all through my house. You know, like I'm. That's how I feel with social media. Like I don't. You know, it's like. But now in this industry, it's like they make you have to. have Oh, he has a million followers. We could definitely add a role for him. Exactly. Because that's just more people that'll watch. That'll the show. watch the show. I'm like, man. So they'll sacrifice some of the acting capabilities for someone who can come in and bring more mm -hmm. to the table that way. But I don't know, man. I, I give people what I, I use social media for the entertainment purposes. Yeah. That's why I don't have to involve a lot of my personal things that I don't want to share. Yeah. I give them, give people what they want, but I want to inspire and you know inspire people to yeah. just keep pushing throughout the days and just share things. You know, so you know, yeah. So you on Isaac Keys on every social media yes. platform. Um, you can check him out on what's the what's the the, the movie? You, what was the two shows you said? Martin. Martin. No, it ain't Martin. <laughs> Yo, show Martin. You check me out on Martin. Get Shorty. Get yeah. Shorty, and on that's Epics. on it's on X Cable. Yep. And then on Crackle is The Oath, right? The mm -hmm. Oath. Okay. Crackle, See, yeah. I got that. That's right. Season two getting ready to come out, right? Uh-huh. Daredevil yeah. dropped today, I think, on sure. Netflix. And then, yeah. and then keep your eye on The Rookie, that new show that came out on Netflix. I, keep, keep I your, haven't just, watched that one. Just keep your eye on it. It's, you might be able to appearance in Isaac later on. What's the okay. name in it? What, who, it's a black, what's the black guy that's in there? 
Richard um, Jones. Richard Which Jones. One? That's one. Okay, that didn't ring a bell. No. He you wasn't on Martin, but he kind of favor, he favors he favors Tommy yeah. though. He favors Tommy on Martin. You got an, and he gives me a hard time and, about movies and shows. And then the other and one, he getting here today. And I right saw a black. Know, all I know is I saw a black dude on the commercial. And I was like, he looked familiar, but I Richard, forgot his name. Richard Jones, and then also Demetrius Gross plays a role in there too. Gotcha. gotcha. From the Brave, and he, yeah, some black excellence going on on ABC, man. They need to be, man. We yeah, need more of it. So, man, we appreciate you for coming out. Thank you, man. Artesia, thanks you again. I, I'm thanking you after every episode because she's the one who put all of this together. But be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. Also follow us on Twitter at The Reality Is, Instagram and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on all streaming platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast as Mr. Keys is today, be sure to email us at info at The Reality Is. Last but not least, be sure to <laughs> be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on we don't care if it's a good review we do not care if it's a bad review we just want to hear from you and just perception is everything but man i told you i just when i saw you with your shirt off on when i was researching i said what nigga is we bringing in the studio yeah, today yeah. i should have came, came in an outfit i just uh, walked through the door <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> like, up, man come on man you can't be hey i told gilbert like i said security i, like, <laughs> I would have fought for you yes you would have made it in that's all that hey, that's all that matters I like, that's all that matters y'all just be quiet oh uh, man but no we do appreciate you for coming through man and um we appreciate it man shout out to Jason, your wife, man, Arena, she's the yes. one who helps set a lot of this up. Arteza, you got anything to say before we get out of here? Mm-mm. Always remember to inhale courage to excel success, man. Y'all be blessed. We'll talk to y'all on the next episode. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.